0: Ring of Fire presents. Welcome aboard. It's time to raise anchor as we sail across the seven seas, with me, the master of Mythship himself, the captivating Captain Duro, Debonair and Pirate Extraordinaire, collecting ancient legends filled with wonder and adventure on the ship of myths. The Bakunawa's feast. Ah, there you are! Glad you could join us. You might be asking yourself, why is the great Captain Turu and his grand pirate ship, the Komodo Dragon, dancing about on such salty waters? And to that I say, good question. But allow me to answer your question with another. Where has the moon gone? And who's that growling in the distance? Well, it might have something to do with this tale I heard while sailing through the Babuyan Islands. About a time when there were seven moons in the sky, they would glisten like jewels in the night until they caught the eye of a giant sea serpent who tried to eat the seven moons. The local fishermen knew him as the Bakunawa. The story began a long, long time ago, in a little fishing village of Galungong. The sun was beginning to set, and after a long, hard day of fishing, a young boy by the name of Buwan quickly tied his little fishing boat and jumped onto shore, and ran with excitement to meet his old friend.
1: i better hurry! I bet Banoy must have spotted something today! Banoy! Banoy! Buan ran
0: past the boats, the fish market, and reached an old house at the edge of the village. This hut seemed ancient and had seen more days than the others. On top of the hut sat the eccentric old Banoy, a sharp-eyed fisherman who could even now spear a fish's eye up to a mile away, but had taken to stargazing in recent years, looking out for the hidden wonders of the sky.
1: Hey, Banoy, here
2: I am! What? What is it? Ah, Buan, it's you.
1: There you are indeed. Hey, Vanoy, did you see? The sun's not even set and already the seven moons are shining so brightly. Well, that's because they are no ordinary moons.
2: Mind you, a moon in itself is no ordinary thing
1: either. But these seven moons... Were placed in the sky by the mighty god Bathala. Everybody knows that. <gasps> Did you find anything in the stars? <laughs> well, it looks like
2: a blue star will fly past our village in the next few days. A star? No way. Really? It is a rare celestial event. Let's hope it does not wake up the Bakunawa. The Bakunawa? Yes. Long ago I had a dream that one day the Bakunawa will awaken from its slumber and swallow all seven of our moons, leaving us in darkness. When I woke up, I found a strange blue scale in my hand. I knew then that the dream was a warning, and since then I have been watching the skies even if the rest of the village thinks I am crazy."
0: Banoi pointed at the blue scale he wore around his neck. Boan looked at the mystical scale in awe. Nobody had seen the Bakunawa for a hundred years. The villagers
1: thought it was just an old story and it was just Banoi's mind playing tricks on him. I believe you, Banoi. You are the bravest fisherman this village has ever seen. <laughs> well, that makes one of us. I bet if I find the Bakunawa, maybe then they will finally believe you. Just you wait. No,
2: Buwan. No, no. It's too dark. Don't go looking for trouble.
0: Buwan couldn't hear Banoy. He'd already shot off in the distance, determined to prove the villagers wrong. He quickly jumped into his little fishing boat and headed out to sea. Buwan and his boat scouted the waters high and low. He even tried looking near a moss-covered sea cave that the village kids would go into to test their bravery. But after looking for hours... He finally found himself bored out of his mind, looking up at the stars.
1: Hmm. Seven moons. One day the Bakunawa will eat the seven moons. Well, I guess they do look magical, which means they may be delicious, just like the Rambutans I ate today.
0: Buwan went through his supply bag, looking for something to eat, and pulled out a steel plate and began to play with it.
1: The moonlight is bouncing off the plate. I'm making the moon dance. It's on the boat, and now it's on the water. I made a moon. <laughs> now we have eight moons.
0: As Buon began to play with the light, it bounced off the steel plate and danced all over the water. Focusing the light of the seven moons and illuminating the dark depths of the sea, it reached into the moss covered cave and stirred something within.
1: What was that?
0: At first, Buan thought the sea was spitting out a mountain, but the thing that rose from the dark depths before the terrified boy was the Bakunawa. Its blue scale-covered skin, shining bright in the light of the moons, revealing that it was gilded with what seemed to be flakes of gold. A metallic leaf fin ran all the way down its back like a ceremonial sword of an ancient king and it had hair growing below its jaw like a soft silk beard. The Bakunawa opened its mouth, revealing his terrifying rows of teeth, and then spoke.
3: Well now, what do we have here? Tell me, boy, why did you awaken a hungry old serpent like me? From such a wonderful, long nap.
1: Are you the Bakunawa?
3: Indeed I am. But first tell me,
0: where did that wonderful light come from? The flickering light at the surface of the water had awakened the slumbering Bakunawa. No sooner did the great beast rise from his long slumber than the serpent looked up and fell in love with the seven moons. Oh my... What a
3: wonderful sight to behold. When I went to sleep, there was only one moon, and now I find myself basking in the light of seven. Bright, warm, sweet, and delicious. I must thank you, boy.
1: Thank me?
3: Yes. Without you, I wouldn't have woken up to enjoy such a divine
0: feast. The Bakunawa flew straight up towards the first moon and swallowed it up in one gulp. His jaw grew to engulf the grand celestial body and after a bright flash of light which almost turned night into day, the skies grew suddenly dimmer and darker than before. After finishing his meal, the Bakunawa turned to Buwan who had witnessed the grand feast in stunned silence.
3: Now, that's a feast fit for a king. Ah, I think I will take my time with the rest of them. After all, one shouldn't be too greedy.
0: (laughs) Ah! The Bakunawa dived back into the sea as the serpent disappeared into the depths. Buwan was knocked off his boat and into the water. He climbed back on it, drenched and shaken. Slowly, he regained his voice, and the sudden realization of all that had unfolded came crashing down upon his mind.
1: B-Banoi, the Bakunawa, I, I… Buwan
0: took his boat and rushed to Banoi to tell him about the Bakunawa and his declaration to eat all seven of the moons. He found him sitting on top of his hut, gazing into the skies with a grim look on
1: his face. Banoy! kabakunawa. I... You found him and now he's awake! I'm sorry, Banoy. I just wanted to help you. I wanted to make the villagers believe you. I am... I am... You are a good friend to a very old and
2: grumpy man. There is no time to waste. I must warn the village chief first thing in the morning. We will warn the village chief. Well said.
0: (laughs) The next day, both the boy and Banoy went to Datu, the chief of the fishing village, and tried to warn him about the Bakunawa's dinner plans. Greetings, Banoy. Have you come to rejoin the ranks of us mighty fishermen? I see you have gained a new follower.
2: Buan is a dear friend, but I bring with me ill tidings. One of the moons is gone. What? I am afraid so. What I have feared has finally come to pass. The Bakunawa has awoken and has begun feasting on the seven moons. Within the next few days, the world will be plunged into darkness unless we stop the peace, unless we use the weapon.
0: That is a chief's weapon, and the only thing that has come to pass is that you have finally lost your mind. You were the finest fisherman this village had ever seen. Until you had that silly dream, gave up fishing, and started
1: to watch the stars like a senile old owl. It was I who woke up the sleeping Bakunawa last night, despite Banoy trying to warn me. You must believe him.
0: Buan, you too can become a fine fisherman. But you need to stop spending time with Banoy into silly stories. We do not need another village idiot. That role is already taken by our dear Banoy here.
1: Chief Datu, we've already lost one moon.
0: Then I'm sure you will not mind if we wait for the moons to
2: rise tonight
0: and count them.
2: Chief Datu! Steady, boy. Let me try. Chief Datu, I think we are done here. By the time you are done counting, we might lose another moon. We need to prepare for the Bakunawa. Feel free to join us when you are done counting. Mm. Stubborn as always. Always!
0: Banoi and Buwan left the chief and went to prepare for the Bacanawas' arrival. As soon as they reached inside Buwan's old hut, they loaded all of Banoi's fishing tools, bows and arrows and nets, onto Banoi's fishing boat. It was much bigger than Buwan's tiny boat and bigger than any of the other boats in the village. The boat was as big as Banoi's hut. One could live in it for days while looking for bigger fish. Banoy studied his weapons and reached down to pick up a bow and some arrows and handed them to Buon.
2: Here, make good use of this. And here's a fishing spear for when you run out of arrows. Wow, I bet I could hit a coconut off a tree with this. But what about you? I have the tools I need. I used to hunt with these when I was your age, but I am sure you will put them to better use. Now, it's best that we get going.
0: As the sun began to set, Banoi and Buwan shipped off to sea in the big fishing boat. (coughs) Buwan showed him the place where he first met the Bakunawa. Banoi stopped the boat and then settled in to look for it. This time, Buon didn't have to wait long for the serpent to show up. As soon as the sun disappeared into the horizon, the remaining six moons rose up with the stars, shining bright. The sea began to churn and swell up, and the water rose above, towering in front of Banoi's boat, and exploded with a great splash.
3: Ah, is it dinner time already? I can't wait to see how the next moon will taste. Hmm, what's this? Well, if it isn't the little boy who woke me up. What brings you here? And who's this old man pretending to be a warrior?
2: We are here to stop you! These moons belong in the sky. They are a gift from the great god Bathala and were placed amongst the stars long ago. And you, vile serpent, will not devour them! They are under our protection! Take your greed and begone!
3: <laughs> you and which army?
0: The great serpent began his ascent towards the moons ready to begin his next feast. But Banoy was ready for him. He quickly pulled the cloth off a tiny catapult. Banoy and Buwan loaded the heavy steel net and took aim. Wait
2: for it. Wait for it. Now! Ah, let me go! Got him! Don't celebrate yet! Keep a sharp eye!
0: Ah, what sorcery is this? Let me go! The weight of the heavy steel net seemed to be pulling the Bacanawa down, back into the ocean, until only his head was bobbing above water. Now, boy! Let him have it! Banoy and Buon unleashed a flurry of arrows and spears. Weapons that the cunning old Banoy had been crafting all these years in preparation for this battle.
1: Banoi, I think it's... working! Banoi, look! Something is not right!
0: A sudden realization dawned on them. Their weapons were bouncing off the ancient hard scales of the Bakunawa. They had slowed him down, but their chance at victory was slipping.
3: (laughs) Is that it? Oh, mighty warriors of the sea, I commend you for your valiant effort. But I tire now of this childish game.
1: He broke the steel net! Get down!
0: In the blink of an eye, the Bakunawa had undone years of Banoi's hard work. He shrugged off the few spears that managed to get stuck to him, and towered above Buon and Banoi, free and furious, until suddenly, his anger turned to laughter.
3: Well, this has been very amusing.
0: He's been toying with us!
3: Indeed I was, old man. I trust my performance has been entertaining. (laughs) Oh, the look on your faces! You must forgive me. I just couldn't help myself. And now, if
0: you will excuse me, dinner awaits. The Bakunawa flew up high and began his feast. The second moon began to disappear into the Bakunawa's mouth, faster than his last meal. Buon noticed that the serpent clearly had grown a little bigger than the last time. Once again, the moon began to burn bright, as if in protest of the serpent's greed and audacity. The oceans churned in pain and the skies rumbled with thunder. Once the Bakunawa was done swallowing the second boon, he turned towards Buwan and Banu. Farewell,
3: mighty protectors. <laughs>
0: the Bakunawa delivered his parting taunt and dived back into the sea. Its giant body crashed into the water, sending great waves in every direction.
2: Hold on tight, boy! The
0: great wave came crashing down upon Banoi's boat, almost turning it onto its wooden belly. The sea calmed down and became silent again. The boat had withstood the onslaught. Finally, giving Banoi and Buon a moment to catch their breath.
2: All those years of planning and preparing
1: washed away in an instant. At least we managed to put up a fight.
2: Aye, that we did, boy. For what it's worth, that we did. At least my boat's still above water. I built her to outlast the great storms when I would go into deeper waters looking for bigger catches.
1: Banoi! The moon! I just wish we could have saved it! You and me both, Buwan. You and me both. We used up all of our spears and arrows and your steel net. How are we going to stop him now?
2: We will figure something out, boy. We are not done yet. Banoi! I think someone's calling out to us. (laughs) I see it,
0: but I don't believe it. Chief Datu had arrived with the rest of the village fishermen and their boats. The chief's boat, lined up next to theirs, and Datu quickly stepped onto their deck, holding on to a tall staff wrapped in cloth. Banoy had a stern look on his face. "Buan Banoy, are you all
2: right?" Chief Datu. "Glad you and the village could join us. I trust you can count. There are only 5 moons in the sky and not a cloud in sight." Buan, "I am the village's" is... I... I don't know what to say. You can start
0: by
1: saying you are sorry.
0: You are right. I am sorry. The village is sorry for not
2: believing you. All these years of mocking you and not helping you. You can finish that apology after we save those moons. This fight is far from over, but I am all out of ideas. Datu.
0: I know. I should have used it when I had the chance. But here it is now. Chief Datu reached for the staff and unfurled the cloth that was covering it. It was no ordinary staff, but a weapon of immense power. A great metal spear that split into three razor-sharp tips. Here it is, my family's greatest treasure and weapon, the Gingtong Kagat, passed down to me by my father after I caught the mad whale with my bare hands. It has been in my family for seven generations, and now... I lend you its
2: strength. (laughs) Well, I dare say, old friend, it's about time. I hope you still remember how to use it. (laughs) We shall soon find out.
0: With renewed hope and strength and the entire village by their side, Buwan, Chief Datu, and Banoy worked tirelessly through the night. The entire village slept through the day and prepared for the third night. As the sun began to set... The entire village began to empty out. Every man, woman and child, and even the elders pushed out into the sea in boats of all sizes. Some even resorted to making rafts
2: out of logs tied together. All right, Buon, show everyone where to take their boats. Sure thing, Banoy! Give the order, chief. All right, everyone, you heard them. Take your
0: places. Steal yourselves, sharpen your spears, and be ready for anything. Because tonight, we make our stand. Tonight, the Bakunawa will feast no more! What was once just Buon and Banoy in their boat now resembled an armada. As the fleet of fishing boats reached near the moss-covered cave of the Bakunawa, all the fishermen circled their boats and took their positions. The five moons were rising, the sea was covered in boats, an entire village was on the water, and not a single soul made a sound. Only the creaks of the boats broke the silence. The silent sentinels waited with bated breath. Datu kept looking at the Gintong Kaga. Perhaps he was hoping for some advice, or maybe he was praying to it, to let his aim be true. Somewhere deep down, Chief Datu knew he had only one chance to bring down the Bakunawa, and he did not want to sacrifice his family's most prized treasure without hitting its mark. It was because of this very reason that Datu had never dared to use it till now. Please be sure. Please be true. Please be sure. Please be true. Pierce his eye
2: through and through. Is that chant meant for the spear, or you?
0: Both, Banoy. If this is to be our last great hunt, then I am glad I could stand by your side.
2: For once, old friend, I agree. I agree with that, too. Aye, that we do. Shh, listen. Here
0: he comes. There was a movement below the waves. It seemed that even the mood of the sea had changed. It was as if the water was getting angrier, changing into a darker color. It was, in fact, a dark shadow moving below the waters, with two fiery yellow eyes, burning bright in the depths of the water. The Bakunawa was on the move. Manoi signaled the villagers, and their boats began to circle the spot, where the Bakunawa was expected to emerge. He saw Buwan clutching tightly onto his bow
2: and arrow. Easy Buwan, you'll get your chance. Now! Attack!
0: The sea exploded and the serpent rose from the depths. It was bigger than before, fattened up after eating the first two moons. No sooner did the beast burst out of the water than the entire village surrounded the Bakunawa and unleashed itself upon it, with spears, nets, arrows, pots and pans, old, new, rusted, broken and even the odd kitchen sink or two. <laughs>
3: Persistence, pests, let me dine on my moons.
2: All I see is your greed. How many moons will it take before your
0: hunger is slated? Be gone or be beaten! This is your last warning! What? The Bakunawa looked down at Banoi and then at Chief Datu's boat and spotted the Gingtong Kagat. It could sense its power. The giant serpent was not pleased. Hmm,
3: I see the Gingtong Kagat. I thought it was lost at sea. Well done, little chieftain. But let me ask you this. How good is your aim?
0: (laughs) The serpent dived into the water. It began to circle the boats. First slowly, and then at great speed, until a massive whirlpool had all of the boats swirling around helplessly.
2: Steady! He is up to something! Let him come! Paroi!
1: Look at the water!
0: The serpent began to swim at great speed. The sea began to churn and swirl. They began to get dragged into the raging water. The Bakunawa had turned the sea into a massive whirlpool and the boats were swirling around in it, trapped. Storm clouds gathered, lightning split the sky asunder, the serpent rose up from the sea into the air and circled the great whirlpool from above. It was hard to tell where the thunder stopped and where the Bakunawa's laughter began. Buwan on, Banoy. Chief Datu and the men and women of the village were trapped in the whirlpool. All anyone could do was watch helplessly as the Bakunawa rose up into the sky and disappeared into the storm clouds there was a great and terrible sound followed by an explosion of lightning then a great magical force escaped in all directions splitting the sky open and clearing the clouds with powerful gusts of wind the full extent of the bakunawa's damage had finally become clear for all to see
2: banoi look
0: vile greedy beast the bakunawa in its insatiable greed, had eaten not one, but two moons this time. He didn't even pause for a moment, as he swallowed both of them in one fell swoop. Bakunawa, end this now! Chief Datu planted his feet firmly in the middle of his fishing boat, and set his sights upon the dragon. The Gingtong Kaga came to life and began to glow. It sensed that the chief had made up his mind. Please be sure. Please be true. Please be sure. Please be true. Pierce his eye through and through. As Chief Dathu tried to focus and take aim at the Bakunawa, the arrogant serpent slithered through the stormlit sky and mocked him. His taunts were bold and loud for the entire village to hear.
3: Come now, Chieftain. Let's see what that pretty little needle of yours can do. I'm right here, waiting with bated breath. You'd better hurry, or I might get hungry again. And there are only three moons left. I might just have them for dessert.
0: (laughs) Please be sure. Please be true. Please be sure. Please be true. Pierce his eye. Through. Chief Datu was still stuck in the swirling vortex that the great beast had created in the sea, and in an act of pure desperation, he threw the kagat while aiming at the bright yellow eyes of the ever-growing Bakunawa. The weapon sang as it flew across the sky, carrying the hopes and determination of the village with it.
1: Did we get him?
0: No, 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 no! When the smoke cleared, they were greeted by a sinister smile. The weapon had barely grazed the Bakunawa's cheek, leaving a golden scar. The wicked serpent had it planned all along. His taunts were meant to make the chief lose his composure, and thus robbing the defenders of their great weapon.
3: Ha <laughs> Oh, mighty chieftain! For what it's worth, had you been a little more patient, your precious little weapon might actually have found its mark. But no matter. There's always next time.
0: <laughs> ah, fall, beast, fall! I will bring you down with my bare hands if I have to. The chief, in anger and frustration, pulled out his sword and threw it at the big alarm gong on his ship. What is that infernal noise? The sound of the gong made the arrogant beast writhe in pain. Buan was the first to notice this.
1: The gong! He hates the gong! Hey, Banoi! Everyone! The Bakunawa hates the gong!
0: Buan quickly fished out his little metal plate and started to bang it against the boat.
1: Ah!
2: Stop it! Stop that! My ears! Buan's right. Everyone, pull out all of your pots and pans and make lots of noise. Let's send him back to the bottom of the sea.
0: Everyone reached into their boat's supplies and tried to find anything made of metal, be it spoons, pots, swords, or spears, and quickly tried to arm themselves. Some of the alarm boats had big gongs and were already jumping into action.
3: This is not over!
0: I'll get you for this! The Bakunawa was completely thrown off by the noise being made. The incessant clanging of metal objects felt like a thousand pins and needles. He couldn't even hear any of his wicked thoughts. He dove straight down and retreated into the sea. For the first time since the battle had started, there was nothing but silence. Some thought they had won, while others were quickly bringing the big gongboats to the front and prepared for the worst. Others looked up to the sky to see the glow of the last three moons. Banoy was watching the waters, looking for any signs of the Bakunawa. The wait for the great serpent was long and unnerving. The entire village waited and watched in silence. Banoy then looked up to the bright stars adorning the sky. For a brief moment, his tired old mind wandered back to the roof of his hut. This would have been a perfect night to study them. Perhaps soon he would get his wish. And that simple little thought filled Barnoy's heart with joy.
2: You know, Buan, I think that star I was telling you about might fly past us today. Really? Hmm. It's not going to fly past us. It's going to fall. The star is going to f
0: But his happiness was cut short. The sea was moving
2: again. Buon, do you see anything? No, not yet. What about you, Datu?
0: No, nothing. Wait, there. The Bakunawa's head surfaced slowly from the water. Only its giant head was peeking out of the water. It looked as though the beast was finally tired. The remaining boats were quick to surround him, ready for the next onslaught. Now, let him have it! The villagers once again bombarded the Bakunawa's head with all the noise they could muster, clanging and banging their pots, pans, weapons with all their might with others shouting to add to the noise, hoping this would be enough to send the Bakunawa back for good. As the villagers continued their attack, Banoi felt something was wrong and a bit strange. The Bakunawa had never stayed still for this long, ever, or stayed quiet. He suddenly remembered the little act he had put on when he had first battled it with Buan, and a horrible thought crossed his mind. But he had to be sure... He looked at the beast, studied it carefully. Where is the scar?
2: Where is the scar that Datu gave him?
0: The golden scar left behind by Datu's mighty weapon had vanished. This was not the same serpent. Banoi felt the hair at the back of his neck stand up and quickly turned around, but it was already too late.
3: Bakulawa!
0: Behind us! <laughs> Banoi's warning echoed across the battlefield. The villagers, in their quest for victory, had not noticed that what they were attacking was a false head.
3: I hope you enjoyed playing with my tail.
0: The serpent had successfully fooled the fisherman. He had placed an enchantment on his tail. His real head had slipped behind their lines and slowly rose out of the water, waiting patiently to spring his trap. Now, if you don't mind,
3: I would like it back.
0: The Bakunawa whipped his tail in the sea with great speed and force. Almost as if he was taking his anger out of the sea. The force of his blow created a great wave that came crashing down on all of the defenders. With all of their boats broken or washed away, the entire village was trying to stay afloat in the water clinging onto anything they could find amongst the wrecked and capsized boats. Helpless and defenseless, only Banoi's boat remained, but even that was taking on water.
3: Now then, where was I? Ah yes,
0: dessert.
3: Time to lick the plate clean.
0: (laughs) The Bakunawa rose slowly to claim his prize. The last three moons. Buwan, Banoi, Datu and the defenders watched on helplessly. They were out of weapons and their boats were sunk. One by one, the Bakunawa started to swallow the moons. And down they went into the bloated belly of the beast. The world was about to be plunged into darkness forever.
3: Yes. Yes, here it is, the last great moon. Pity there won't be any more left after this, tasty morsel.
0: It was then that Buan saw something shimmering in the distance. He recognized it immediately. It was Barnoy's falling star, and it was headed straight for them. A blue flame that grew bigger and bigger with every passing moment. Suddenly, Buan had a plan.
1: Oh no! I hope Bakunawa doesn't see the lovely new blue moon. What? Where? Look over there. It's new and it even has a different colour. It's a special blue moon. I wonder whether it tastes any different from the other old and dusty moons. Yes,
3: new and fresh. I must have it. I will come back for this old thing when I'm done feasting on that lovely blue moon.
1: Oh no! It's even bigger than the other moon. Please let this new delicious moon be. Say no more.
0: It's already mine. The Bakunawa bought Buwan's little deception and flew towards the blue comet. But as soon as the Bakunawa tried to swallow it, the giant blue ball of fire became his undoing. The Bakunawa suddenly felt heavy. The comet was made of heavenly metal, and its weight was unbearably heavy. Even for a mighty serpent like him, it dragged the serpent from the high heavens and straight into the sea. The fall of the great beast created giant waves that washed all of the villagers all the way back to the shores of their village of Galungong. The Bakunawa sank to the bottom and was pinned to the ocean floor by the weight of the meteorite. Back on the shore of the village, Banoy, Buan and the rest were still coming to terms with the astronomical turn of events. Buan got down from Banoy's beached boat. Everyone looked to the sea, hoping that was the last of the
2: Bakunawa. Hey, Banoy, what? Did we win? We managed to save one moon and save the world from eternal darkness. I think
1: that counts as a win. Hey, Banoy. What? Can I live in your boat or should I call it a houseboat now that it's stuck on land? No,
2: but you can help me repair it and take it back out to sea one of these days.
1: Really? I can't wait to get started. Hey, Banoy. Now What? Do you think he's gone? The Bakunawa? For now,
2: I guess. The rest, time will tell. Sooner or later.
0: Ha <laughs> ha. And should he come back, we will be ready for him. Year after year, generation after generation. As long as we stick together, he can try a thousand times, we will beat him back a thousand times. Isn't that right, people of Galungong? <laughs> The villagers rejoiced, but pledged to be ready for the Bakunawa and defend the last moon should he arise again. Ah, and that was the tale of the Bakunawa. To this day, rumor has it that he's still trying to eat the last moon, and tonight it looks like he finally may have done it. Swallowed the last of the seven moons without a single belch. Hmm, would you look at that? The moon is back. Ha, ha ha Looks like old Bakunawa is heading back home empty-handed, again. Ha ha! Now, now, now. There's no need to be salty. We are already at sea. Ha ha, ha, ha. ha, ha. Whoops! I think we better ship off to our next stop before we find ourselves on the menu. Ha 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 ha! Oh! Thank you for joining us on The Ship of Myths, a Ring of Fire production. If you like our show, please leave us a review. It really adds wind to our sails. Check us out on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram as well, at ROF Stories. The Ship of Myths is crewed by executive producer Anand Roy, writer-producer Neha Sakip, sound design by Sarah Dacosta, Vishal Pradhan, Nimesh Shinde. Sound mixing by Hot Sauce Productions. Casting and voice direction by Ramesh Panika. The amazing cast of voice actors includes Andrew Marko, Krish Natarajan, and Ramesh Panika, with Ramesh Panika as Captain Turok.